All right, on this episode of Bouts Talking Bouts, very excited to be talking to an individual who's very centric to Ryzen 45, which looms ever closer, the New Year's Eve extravaganza that we all look forward to in mixed martial arts as I ready to talk to former Pride and current Ryzen figurehead Nobuyuki Sakakibara. How are you doing there, Sakakibara-san? Hi, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. Yeah, I just appreciate you making some time. I guess like one of the first questions that, I mean, really a lot of people were sending my way because I mean, that first international Ryzen card happened in Azerbaijan. And it seems like a lot of people are also keen about Ryzen maybe going to the US with certain jurisdictions like Colorado and Georgia greenlighting a similar rule set to you guys. Like what are the international plans for Ryzen in 2024? exciting times for sure and I mean a very exciting event coming up here as I alluded to 
in the introduction and i love the way you talk about the new year's eve card is almost kind of serving as that like super bowl in a sense that like means of i guess like really satisfying all of the major narratives throughout the calendar year and i mean we have like bantamweight and flyweight title fights happening in the main and co-main events respectively like what are some of the big narratives that you're looking at here in terms of stories that are kind of reaching their crescendo at the end of the year for Ryzen 45 here. I mean, in a certain sense, there is that, you know, amalgamation, that certain varied mix that everyone can enjoy. And just, I mean, certain fights just really kind of illustrate what Ryzen is in a lot of ways. And as far as like it bears kind of similar hallmarks to MMA of yesteryear, but also very forward thinking 
in a certain sense. Like I love the Saika Izawa matchup, just very representative of like the present champion, but also the future of the sport in a sense. And I mean, Miyu Yamamoto, I mean that Yamamoto name carries so much weight on like new year's Eve cards over the years. So just really love to see that. Can you speak to that sort of confluence of like kind of tipping the hat to, you know, Japanese MMA of yesteryear, but also being very forward thinking at what the next kind of expression and form of entertainment is. ま、
things that we've been, you know, uh, we've learned throughout all my all, all the uh, promoting days in Japan, and this is kind of how the, the base of what we fall uh, work off of. So I think for this year, the the lineup just shows it all. We got everything from from title fights, to MMA debuts, to retirements, and uh, you know this event kind of shows what Japanese MMA is all about. And uh, you know it caters to various people, and we have so many a variety of fights that mean totally different things. And uh, you know that's something that is that makes us unique from other promotions like the UFC. We'll be able to show you some fights and narratives that the UFC won't show you, or UFC won't show you. Um, so that's the kind of thing that we want to work off of. Yeah, I mean, a lot of personal experience, no doubt, but I also thought it was cool that after the last New Year's Eve event, you were stating how much you learned about, you know, making the storyline from Antonio Inoki and sort of derivative of, you know, that ilk and professional wrestling in general. I thought it was interesting, circa February, you were talking to Japanese media about offering Kota Ibushi a deal to come in and maybe him have some sort of fight with Ryzen, like whatever... I guess became of that dialogue, but in a broader sense, are there any other Japanese pro wrestlers hoping to, you know, compete under the Ryzen banner? Perhaps even next year, like any dialogue had with any pro wrestlers, perhaps. You don't want this. you can do it there's so much 
there's only so much things that you can do with under one rule set. And, uh, but, you know, combat sports is just so much more to, to offer. And there's so many ways to approach the sport on how to make people care. So, you know, we're not all about determining number one. We're not about rankings. We're about delivering fights that people care for. And that's not going to change. So that's why we don't have a ranking system as well. Um, but, yeah, to answer your question, uh, yeah, we're not, we're not speaking with anybody like an active pro wrestler, but we are speaking with other professional athletes um, to continue to, to do this uh continue to challenge on what we do. We don't know what's going to work, but if some other uh, a fighter athlete from a different profession decides to compete in Ryzen under, you know, custom rules or special rules, then, then be it. If people care, we want it. We want to try it out and see if it works out. If it doesn't, it doesn't. If it does, it does. So we don't want to limit ourselves to, to a certain rule set. And that's how we have been, and that's how we continue will continue to be. Yeah, I love that. And I think everyone who enjoys Ryzen is united in that sentiment. And I guess one of the things I was curious to ask about, and also another thing that many people were really wanting me to get some insights on, just the PFL and Bellator merger and everything, because it seems like they're very much still wanting to facilitate some cross-promotion between Bellator and Ryzen, at least through 2024, and, you know, get something going there in that sense. But certain question marks after that, potentially i mean has there been any i guess specific dialogue with don davis or anyone from pfl about maybe doing some ryzen and pfl co-promoting down the line is that something that has been discussed outside of like that bellator and ryzen co-promotional context that they've kind of okayed i guess Of growing, 
And, you know, I've always said that MMA should be more like a Champions League. All promotions should work together to determine the best, you know, instead of just sticking with your own promotion and locking your fighters up and not having them fight elsewhere. Um, so that's been my concept throughout the time, and I've always been open about uh, co-promoting, and uh, that's that still hasn't changed. So our mentality has always been the same. Our doors are, doors are always open, and... You know, if there's another promoter out there who's who has that open-minded and, and share the vision of by you know opening up the borders, it, it helps the sport. Without cooperation amongst, uh, w- without the side connections with the, uh, the promotions cooperating with one another, there is no growth to to the sport. And we do believe that these promoters working together and delivering what the fans want to see is the way uh, the sport's going to take. Uh, we're going to take our sport to the next level, you know. So that's always been our, our mentality. And if if there are other promoters out there who, who feel that way, you know, we are always open and we're always open to discuss any kind of promotions. Yeah, for sure. And then just, you know, going back to the show, just with New Year's Eve being such a massive tradition for combat sports out there and just a huge night of, you know, viewership overall, and whatnot just like what it can draw internationally really i mean like what's an idea for i guess like projected overall viewership for ryzen 45 like is there an idea of what would be i guess considered a good night just in that context of it being such like a huge ratings drop mixed martial arts on that night over the years sorry Dylan. you had to, you had to jump out again yeah didn't make this one call before four o'clock so it's three fifty-five right now so you can make that call sorry Oh, no worries. Uh, I was going to say, probably getting close to the end of the time anyway. Just, I was going to say, does he have another commitment? I don't want to encroach upon anything or anything like that. He's got one more. He's got, uh, he's got things, several things after that. So, uh, <laughs> um, But yeah, well, he'll come back in two minutes and then we'll finish up. And then uh, I guess that yeah, we'll, we'll have to call that. Yeah, no worries. I'll probably just like give him the floor and see if there's anything he wants to add as a parting thought. Just that sort of thing. Yep. So what was the question again? Sorry, I'll translate so you can just jump straight into. Um, I guess I was just asking, like, what would kind of represent like a good like viewership metric? Like, is there a projected overall viewership for Ryzen forty five? Just because like New Year's Eve, there's such huge you know cards and stuff like that, and just in terms of like the television viewership it generates and some of the viewership metrics, I guess. Gotcha. Well, I mean. This is, this is not an answer, but we're not going to do terrestrial television, so we don't really get ratings. Um, all of our content in Japan is going to be pay-per-view. So, oh, okay, so I was wondering about uh, that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, so we've been, you know, so we've moved to the pay-per-view business. We haven't been on tele- terrestrial television since uh, June of last year. So uh, we don't really deal with ratings anymore. It's more like, you know, how many pay-per-view buys. Um just, just for it, you know, information, the, the match between Tenshin and, and Takeru, it did 500,000 pay-per-view buys in Japan only. So, uh, you know, that, that's just a reference. I'm not quite sure how much we're predicting for this New Year's Eve, but hopefully we do good. Um, the tickets are already sold out. Uh, well, not sold out yet, but, uh, I mean, very few tickets left. So I've heard that we only have sand seats left. So the tickets are going to be sold. Uh, it's going to be... It's going to be a bigger attendance than last year and bigger pay-per-view sales than last year. That's as far as I know. 
Yeah, well, I love hearing that, and I'm sure there's a ton of questions I could ask you, Sakaki Bara, but I want to be respectful of your time and busy schedule. So just giving you the floor here, I'm curious if you have a final parting thought you'd like to add as we're kind of wrapping things up here, though. Joy of a level of, of excitement than 
on what you're used to. So, you know, if you haven't checked this out yet, we would definitely like to, you know, to just give it a try. Um, obviously, we have our good fights. Uh, we have our highly competitive fights. And we have MMA debut fights. You don't get to see that in, in, in the UFC. You never get to see any, anyone making their MMA debut in the UFC in a big tentpole show. You know, but we've got, we've got a ton of those. And these guys may be making their MMA debut, but they're risking, they're, they are putting everything in. They're going all into this MMA debut fight. So there's a lot of human drama there. There's a lot of narratives. There's a lot of things to enjoy on what we do and how we present our show. So I would really want to ask you to just give it a try and see what you think. Yeah, I mean, as someone who makes a you know point to check it out every single year and have been doing so since Ryzen got rolling. I mean, I was doing it with Pride before, but we're keeping it to just the localized tradition of Ryzen. It's always a fun time in Saitama Super Arena and just really appreciate both of you for making the time to talk a bit ahead of that. So thanks so much for the great insights and looking forward to checking out the event. And also you guys both have a good rest of your day as well. Thank you very much. Thank you, Dylan.